Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Wednesday to you. The Bill Michaels Show is on the air, and I'm Bill Michaels. We've got uh, Sam in today. Sam is in today. Radio Joe is uh, off uh, doing one of the other shows today. He's doing some hosting duties, so he is out. Sam double underscore Schmitz. You can find me at Bill underscore Michael. Who else is with us today? Is Evan back today, Sam? No, we got uh, Austin Delaney behind the glass, one of our other Brewers postgame producers. There you go. Austin is behind the glass. Austin, have a uh, Twitter handle in case he needs more followers. Yeah, Austin, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Austin Delaney dash two. Austin Delaney dash two. There you go. So we've got everybody in the house today. A different crew, but that's okay. We're good to go. Glad to have you. So the argument of Devontae Adams, as uh, yesterday we were talking about uh, the possibility of adding players and trades, which, by the way, Drew, and, and thanks to everybody that, that chimed in yesterday because, man, oh, man, oh, man, it was uh, a whole lot of people both on Facebook uh, on the Facebook fan page, responding to the questions, then the emails, and then regular emails and tweets. It was a, it was a busy day on what the Packers should do, who they should trade for, and it is pretty split as to whether or not. I think the sexy pick is to get another wide receiver and to help out Aaron Rodgers and to make the offense just fly. Uh, the, I guess, more theoretical pick or the old uh, adage is, you know, defense wins you championships is to bolster the defense any way, shape, form, or can. So the question then became about Devontae Adams. How good is he? You know, look, Devontae Adams, let's be honest. I mean, he's been fantastic this season. When he's been in there, I mean, he has been the go-to guy in so many facets for Aaron Rodgers. You can just look at the amount of catches. You can look at the yardage gained. You can, you know, just everything. So – the, then the discussion becomes, okay, who's the best receiver in the game? And, and I think you can get into a legitimate question and or really good bar argument. You know, you can talk about many different things when it comes to, you know, who's the best when you talk about receivers and such in the game. Uh, I think the majority of people would say right there, first and foremost, is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I, not only does he lead the league, 
in uh, receptions. He leads the league in yards, uh, three touchdowns. He's got eight catches, 20 yards or more. He's got two catches over 40. He's got a long of 60. You know, I mean, he's just he's he's been all that. Okay. Then you look down the list and you say, well, you know, for the number of games that he's played, Amari Cooper has been fantastic. Stephon Diggs, um, and you know, obviously coming out of the backfield has been Kamara. And you start to go down. You start to go down. You start to go down. You start and you and you look and Devontae Adams, thirty-six catches, four hundred and forty-nine yards. He's got four touchdowns on the season. Uh, he has five catches of twenty yards or more. Okay, he's got a couple of catches over forty, but for the games played, he is his his catch percentage, which when you start to talk about the the overall catch percentage, you know it, he's he's pretty solid. You know he's one of the better wide receivers uh, when it comes to targets versus catch percentage, um, and now he does get a lot of targets, but he also and when when you go through Pro Football Focus, Pro Football Focus looks at him and and as a, you know, I, I guess for lack of a better term, as one of the top wide receivers as well, just by his player grade, his ability to go up and get a ball. Now, he's not um, – he's not the – he's not the fastest. He's not the most prolific, you know. He's there's, – there's other things that you look at down the down the road that would say okay you know you you say okay this guy does this okay is he good in play action is he good at being a decoy is he good there's so many different things that you can look at as a wide receiver and pro football focus grades deandre hopkins at the top of that list but then you go on you're kind of like okay where does overall okay not just through targets but just, you know, when you start to look at, at, at the overall position, where does Deion, where, where does where does Devontae Adams where does he go? You know? Who is the best? And there's a lot of guys that think that, you know, when you look at Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, and you get to Stephon Diggs, then you get down right there and there's there's Devontae Adams. Adams is is right there in many different categories. He's ranked, I think when you talk about uh, the total numbers. I think he's ranked like 12th overall, but when you look at his catch percentages and such, he's ranked in the top 10. You look at a lot of different categories, he's in the top 10. Like guys will bounce around, you know, you'll find overall DeAndre Hopkins is the best, and he's pretty much the best across the board. And then after that, you start to go past the ratings, you know, uh, there, there's a, you know, I mean, Alan Lazard has one of the best ratings out there, believe it or not. Alan Lazard is highly rated, highly, highly rated. Tyler Lockett is highly rated, but Julio Jones is highly rated. So is so is Devontae Adams. So you tell me. You tell me where you would rate Devontae Adams in your list. Where would you rate Devontae Adams in your list? As one of the best? Or what does he have to do, in your opinion, to be labeled as then one of the best? 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Again, 855-830-8648. Would love to know what your thoughts are as far as Devontae Adams goes. He's still, when, when you talk about the overall rating, is an 81.8 receiver. And for guys with more than a few receptions, 
um, he ranks very highly. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Want to know what your thought is when it comes to being one of the top receivers in the NFL when it comes to Devontae Adams. And if he's not in your in your list, then and, and Dave says, well, be from a large market. Dave, that has nothing to do with it. That has nothing to do with it. Because Aaron Rodgers is one of the top-rated quarterbacks, and he's he's in the smallest market in all of football. In the NFL, market size has absolutely, positively nothing to do with it. Nothing. Brett Favre, one of the biggest stars in football, came from the smallest sports professional sports franchise in all of sports. In all of sports. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Again, 855-830-8648. Would love to hear from you. Give us your thoughts. Let's go to Pat listening to us in Green Bay. Pat, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hi, Bill. I'm doing well. Thanks. Hey, a comment on Devonnie Adams, if he really had a uh, an all-star opposite him or somebody was a really, really good accomplished receiver, his numbers would probably even be better. That's because what happens is uh, most of the NFL teams that they play, they focus on him, obviously, and a lot of times they'll double up with the exception of Houston. And I think that if they did get somebody that was very accomplished across from him, I think he arguably right now is one of the top two or three receivers in the NFL. He probably would be uh, a superstar. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hang up. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. I, uh, if you – and this one's from Mark who says, if you get Devontae Adams help on the opposite side, that's going to open him up downfield even more and take away some of the double coverage. He would be beyond an elite receiver. He would lead the NFL in every category. I want to say yes to that. But I I think he would be top three. Again, I think – I think DeAndre Hopkins is a special, special receiver. And since DeAndre Hopkins, he – I just think he's a special receiver. I can make all the arguments in the world. It's Like I said, it's a, it's a great bar discussion. But I think he's an incredibly special receiver. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We'll step away, uh, come back. A lot to get to. This is what's coming up on the docket today. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, Mike Doc Emmerich, retired play-by-play sportscaster for the NHL. We're going to talk some NHL. And uh, he's got a uh, he's got a book out called Off Mike: How a Kid from Basketball Crazy Indiana Became America's NHL Voice, and it's an extremely interesting story. We're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. We'll talk more about that. Uh, we're going to uh, also get into the uh, Locked On Packers podcast uh, with Peter Bukowski. He's going to be joining us. Steve Palazzolo, the senior analyst for Pro Football Focus, is going to be here. He'll. Uh, He'll give us a shout. Also, we're going to hear from David Bakhtiari today, Matt LaFleur today, and then our girl Stacey Dales from the NFL Network. She's going to join us as well as she's had a look up close and personal at both Green Bay and Chicago. We'll get into that discussion a little bit as well, her being from Chicago. She's been down in that area quite a bit. So we'll talk with her about life in the NFL and get the uh, lowdown on the Green Bay Packers and her thoughts there. That is all coming up on the program today. Man, we got a good one. we got an action-packed one today. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Don't forget, tomorrow night it's the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. And tonight uh, I will let you know, I think it's going to be a little bit later this evening, it's going to be a bar meeting between you and I 
as we're going to do some Facebook Live coming up later on tonight, about 7.30-ish. So, uh, but just follow us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash the Bill Michaels show, and you like the show there, you like that page, and then it'll just pop up on Facebook or on your phone or on your mobile device, whatever. And uh, we'll do some uh, we'll do some Facebook Live today down at the Wagon Wheel. So that's coming up later on today as well. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michaels show coming up right after this. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. What is for dinner? Our friends over there at Quick Trip are asking that question, and they say, hey, if you don't have anything planned tonight, maybe you're going to be out and about on the on the go, whatever it happens to be, and you want to pop it in, make it quick, and it's got to be good, right? Just like mom would make. Well, they've got it. A lot of different things over there at Quick Trip, and you bring them home. You heat and eat. It's that simple. And think about this. Whether you're uh, getting items like uh, some of the take-home meals of beef stroganoff, pork chops, stuffing, potatoes, gravy, turkey, whatever it happens to be, fettuccine alfredo with chicken, they have got it all over there at Quick Trip. Don't forget to use that Quick Rewards card as well. That is from our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, A couple of uh, of things right away. Uh, First of all, breaking news, and we knew this was coming, unfortunately. But uh, it looks like uh, Wisconsin will not be playing this weekend. All football team activities have been uh, right now stopped um, for at least seven days due to the elevated number of COVID-19 cases within the Badgers program. The game against Nebraska on Saturday will not be played. I was just – last night I was out. um, I went with my son and his fiance. We went to dinner last night. And we were sitting there watching television, and one of the things the ads came up on Fox was, uh, you know, coming up this weekend, uh, you know, Nebraska, Wisconsin. And he's like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. I said, nah, from what I'm hearing, I don't think it's going to get played. Uh, not right now. And sure enough, it uh, it's not going to. So um, Paul Christ, by the way, has also tested positive. The head coach has tested positive for COVID. So, breaking news in the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network brought to you by our good friends at Pennzoil. Pennzoil made with natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. So, the head coach will now, per protocol, be quarantined and kept away from the team for 21 days. 21 days. So, yeah. Tough, uh, tough, tough situation out there on campus. It's a lot more difficult on college campuses to kind of contain things uh, just because of interaction and such uh, with so many people involved. And this is not something that we thought would be completely unexpected. We kind of figured this. It's just a shame you get one game in and then this happens, you know, that type of thing. But nevertheless, uh, the Wisconsin football program hit hard by uh, COVID-positive tests, including the head coach, Paul Christ, has tested positive for COVID. So that, uh, that news again, breaking here on the Bill Michael sports talk network. So tough. God, it's just everywhere. I, you know, it's, it's, and I, I, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole, you know, side of what you should and shouldn't do, but it's almost like people, I, I was, we were out, like I said, we were out last night and, uh, and went and saw our friends at Calderon and there was really nobody else there. We sat 
together with just a friend of ours at the bar, and that was it. And uh, nobody else around, that social distancing thing, you know. But it's almost like people are, are it's, there's a fatigue of this out there. And it's tough, you know. It's tough. You just got to keep being diligent. And, and it seems like nothing is working. You know, it's like uh, I w- there was a couple that came in last night to get a takeout pizza, and they said that they've had it. Uh, they tested positive. They had it. They had w- pretty much asymptomatic and, you know, more of like, a you know, a cold for a couple of days, and that was it. You know, it was no big deal. But they just said they've known people that have had it. They've known people that have gotten really sick. They've known people that were asymptomatic. So it, you just don't know. You just don't know. It's it's tough, but it's it, there's a fatigue to it. And then every day you're hearing more and more and more, and it does get fatiguing. I understand it. You just got to do your due diligence, you know. Um, I don't even know if you can stop the spread anymore. I think all you can do is is be cognizant of what's going on in your, your surroundings. And you just got to get back to some of the basics, you know, the hand sanitizers, the washing the hands, not touching the face, you know, things like that, and protect yourself. You know, that's – you know, you're protecting yourself. You're you're doing it for others, but man, it's reaching out and getting everybody right now. It just is, as tests continue to uh, to continue to rise. The good news is, I guess, the best part about it is, the mortality rate um, has gone down. Our God love our our frontline workers on this. Uh, God love our 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 doctors and our nurses, and man, we can't say thanks enough to them. But they have been tremendous, and they have figured out ways to help people. And so the death rate on this has gone down. Uh, while the numbers have gone up, the rate of infection versus those that actually pass because of it or from COVID-related issues has gone down. So it's it's been, thank God, we've got our really good medical system, and uh, hopefully they continue to progress each and every day. And Godspeed in that in that regard. But yeah, so the Wisconsin Badger program shutting it down because of positive COVID tests, unfortunately. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Uh, give us a shout. Again, 855-830-8648. So we were talking before about Devontae Adams, and what would then make Devontae Adams one of the top receivers in the league? What do you think he has to do? Okay? What do you think he has to do? Um. And Zach says the only thing holding Devontae Adams back has been availability. Um, Grandpa Gone Wild says, with Wisconsin being a, quote, hotbed, we can be disappointed, but we can really, can't really say we're surprised at the same time uh, about the cancellation, can we? No. No, I get it. I, and it was something that was somewhat expected. I completely understand that. Uh, Brewers number one says, uh, if the Packers win a Super Bowl, Devontae gets his respect. Um, Aaron says, look at when Jordy was here. Adams got a lot of catches because they were covering Jordy. I think he's a top five receiver. He just needs a good receiver to line up on the other side. Uh, and this one's from Corey that says, best in the league or not, Adams is pricing himself out of the Packers' willingness to spend by showcasing how bad their wide receiver situation is besides himself. They could afford to lose guy after guy when they went from Walker to Driver to Jennings to Nelson to Adams, but they have gone to the bottom. Um, smoke them to pipe says got to be available, play every game. Um, and the Cowboys have informed Dentari Poe and quarterback uh, Daryl Worley they'll be released if Dallas can't trade them today per sources. Big changes coming 
for the Dallas defense. Um, Poe would be a, a depth guy. I completely agree with you. Poe would be a good depth guy. You are 100% correct. I don't know if he's going to come in and be this impact player. He's not some of the top-notch players in the league, but he would be a good depth guy. You could be, And, again, I go back to – look when – and I hate to bring up the, the, the sandpaper underwear that is Dom Capers, but when Dom Capers had guys to work with Big Beef up front, when he had Howard Green and C.J. Wilson and he had uh, B.J. Raji, he had Cullen Jenkins, he had that beef up front, that big, strong, movable beef, even though I know, I know, I get it, they've gone smaller and more athletic. Look – Big guys up front that plug the hole, push the pocket, and push linemen around, they win. They win every damn day of the week. Sometimes you can counter that. You can scheme against it. I get it. But when it comes to being able to run the football and scheme against it, that's tough. When you just flat out have beef up front, a big giant wall that you cannot penetrate, then you have to figure out other things to do. That's when it becomes more imperative of your edge rushers to be able to collapse the pocket. Keep set the edge. Make sure you keep them inside the edge. And then allow your safeties, allow your linebackers and such to clean up. It benefits everybody. So if you can add depth at that position, a big, beefy, road grader depth, I am always in favor of it. Always, always in favor of it. Heck yes. Uh, 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. When we come back, uh, Mike, Doc Emmerich. Look, for those of you who are hockey fans, uh, you know Doc Emmerich. Been around a long time. Rep- retired play-by-play sportscaster for the NHL on NBC. And uh, he wrote a book called Off Mike, how a kid from you know basketball crazy Indiana became the America's voice for the NHL. We're going to talk with him coming up. We'll talk a little NHL as well when we come back. I, we don't do it enough due diligence when we talk a little NHL. And also, don't forget, after that, we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and had some things to say and called out in a backhanded way the Wisconsin media. So he's taking a shot at us. So you're going to maybe like that, or maybe you're going to be you know angry with that. I mean, I don't know, but uh, you're, you're, you're going to get a chance to listen to that coming up as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Gina Della from Pella, she wants you to say no, no, no. That is three different things, and it's only a few days left in all of this before it all goes away, which would make you then again say, no, 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 no interest, no payments for a while. I mean, they got some good deals going on right now. No interest, no money down, and no payments, 24 months. Or you can go 12 years at 2.99% APR financing. Look, we all know it's getting colder. Uh, we got warmer weather today. We're going to have a little bit warmer weather starting over the weekend, but uh, we know it's getting colder, and we know that we've already had some snow. So if you've got leaky doors and windows, if they're not good-looking, if they're not secure, if they leak, they're not energy efficient, add value to your home, add security to your home, add beauty to your home, and add value and energy efficientness to your home. And you can do it right now from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Uh, they got, the, again, no money down, no interest, no payments, 24 months, or 12 years, 2.99% APR financing to approve credit right now through the end of the month, which means this weekend. So all you got to do is go to Pella right now. Type in PellaWI.com and just go there and, and look at the website and just say, look, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Give me my free consultation, free, and uh, see what they can do for you. It's that simple. Again, go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Doc Emmerich, next on The Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
Hey, a reminder, coming up after the Packers game, uh, Packers and Vikings this weekend, immediately following Green Bay and Minnesota. It's the Green and Gold postgame show. Gary Ellerson and I, the former Packer Badger running back, we give you our analysis, break it all down, and we take your calls, your thoughts and such. And if you uh, get it on one of these many network stations, tremendous. If you don't, take it on the uh, radio.com app and take us anywhere and everywhere. And we appreciate it. Coming up immediately following the game, this coming weekend between the Packers and the Vikings. And all you do is flip it over, uh, either rodeo.com or many of these same stations, and get the Green and Gold postgame show. Uh, it, we're going to talk a little hockey. We don't do enough hockey talk on this program. We had a really good minor league hockey team and the Milwaukee Admirals on their way to a Calder Cup when the whole season got shut down, and then the NHL started back up, and they went into the bubble, and they crowned a champion, and they got it done, and it's been fantastic, and now we've got one of the legendary voices, Mike Doc Ever Emrick, uh, the retired play-by-play sportscaster for the NHL and NBC, and got a new book out. Now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Doc, how you been? I've been fine, and I have great memories of coming to Milwaukee to watch hockey, as well as as a child sitting in the stands at County Stadium. And watching the Braves, that's how old I am. I, I I marvel at Milwaukee and always enjoyed coming there. Phil Whitliff was in charge of the Admirals at the time, and yep. uh, that legendary Lloyd Pettit invited me to watch the game, and Phil ushered me around, and it was paper airplane night. The Admirals were playing the Fort Wayne Comets, and uh, they were so far ahead in the third period that people started throwing the airplanes early. And Phil stood up on the press box table and he said, everybody in the media take note. This is the last paper airplane night we are ever going to hold. (laughs) (laughs) Funny what you remember. It was a long time ago. Speaking of memories, I had the minute I announced you were coming on, I had a, an older hockey fan that said, hey, ask Doc if he remembers and has any good stories about the old Toledo Blades from the IHL in the 60s. Yeah. I sure do. The first game I ever did 47 years ago, you always remember number one, and that was Port Huron's Flags playing in Toledo at the sports arena where the ice was often not too good and sometimes thicker than normal, meaning slow, uh, against the Toledo Hornets. The Blades had changed their name to the Hornets by that time, and um, it wound up being a 6-5 to Port Huron win, but the Sports Arena in Toledo, and it's, it's actually mentioned in the book, uh, they had some rather ornery fans there. It was located down on the waterfront in Toledo. And at one point, Bob McCammon was our coach for Port Huron. He had played uh, 11 years in the league, and so he was well aware of how hazardous it could be going into Toledo. And uh, so he's pacing the bench, and he asked the security guard that's there, uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, you have any trouble with security here? And the guard said, well, we know there's a guy on the last row up there, and he's slingshotting bullets down here at the bench, but we can't <laughs> catch him at it or we would eject him. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. A, it was a different time in all of our lives then, but it was my first year um, in the IHL. And Milwaukee was not in the league then, but I had known Phil for some time, and I know he was a legend there in that town, not only as a player, but as a coach and an administrator Mm -hmm. as well, all a part of of that. And I heard you talking about the Packers 
And I don't want to segue to football, but I know it's a very comfortable spot for all of your listeners, too. Mm -hmm. I got a chance to do two Green Bay Packers games for CBS, both of them working with Matt Millen, who was doing his first two games. And I was doing my first two games since broadcasting in college at a small college in Indiana. Mike Holmgren was coaching his first game. Dennis Green was coaching his first game as the coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And it was held at Lambeau Field. So here it was, the first NFL game on television I had done. And we had all of these factors. And Fouad Rivez kicked uh, a field goal in overtime, and the Vikings won it. And the following week, uh, Matt and I went to Tampa Bay, and uh, we were doing uh, the Buccaneers and the Packers. And it was in that game that uh, a rookie quarterback named Brett Favre, who the Packers had acquired from Atlanta over the summer, uh, came out on the field to uh, take over for um, Mikowski and threw his first pass that ricocheted off one of the Buccaneers back into his own arms. So his first pass was a completion to himself. Wow. And I got to call that. That was I did seven games, and that was probably the most famous surprise play I got to call in a very limited time doing NFL football. And uh, Brett did okay for himself, didn't he? Yeah, he ended up uh, throwing passes to many other people. So (laughs) you're absolutely right. (laughs) And getting a lot of jewelry for himself, too. Yes, he did, without a doubt. Hey, hey, Doc, uh, the the NHL, let me ask you this first and foremost, because doing this for so many years and having so many memories and such, but at what point as a broadcaster, and I find this fascinating, at what point do you know it's time to walk away? Uh, I guess for me, it was sometime between the second and third round, right around Labor Day this fall. Uh, and I was I was sort of looking back and it and discovered, uh, not that I didn't know it before, but it, it just sort of came to mind in the fall of my life and also in the fall of this year that uh, it had been 50 years since I had uh, first walked into an NHL arena as a reporter um, and a print reporter at that time for a nightly newspaper in the Pittsburgh suburbs and started covering NHL players. And then I spent two years in play-by-play in graduate school at Bowling Green and then 47 doing play-by-play at various with various teams and 40 years in the NHL. And, and it sort of struck me that, hey, I have had a cancer scare and surgery in my life, but I've been remarkably, knock on wood, lucky. And it seems like with all those round numbers, maybe this is just the time when I'm still okay, and my wife of 42 years is okay, and we have um, we take a lot of uh, joy in our dogs and horses, and maybe this is the time to enjoy the time that we have while we are still okay. And uh, hockey will do just fine, and I'll sit at home and watch other people work. They're allowing me to keep my hand in and do some essays, but... It, I was told by older people that had retired that you will know when, and uh, the when sort of came to my mind. And so I marched up two flights of stairs and quietly said to my wife, I think this is it. And she said, are you sure? Because we've had conversations every summer. I have these Walter Alston sort of manager contracts of one year. And so each year they just asked me to let them know. And, And in the past it had always been, well, how do you feel? And I, I feel fine. So, okay, do another year. 
But this time it was different. I felt fine, but it seemed like the right time to do this. I'm sorry it's such a long answer. No, uh, that's do great. Do we go to commercial now? <laughs> no, I, no I, I, I've known friends. I've got friends in the business, been doing this a while. And, um, you know, we got a great guy right here in our own backyard in Bob Euchre. And, and people here hope he never retires, you know. And uh, and Bob loves it. So Bob, it, you know, he doesn't have any plan to walk away anytime soon. I've known other guys that have said, you know, late 60s, they've said, you know, that's it for me. You get a guy like, you know, uh, you know, different different legendary broadcasters that just say, I, I want to stick around because I love the locker room. It's not necessarily the game or the grind. It's just the locker room. It's being around the teams. So I always yeah, wonder when a guy decides – yeah, when a guy says, hey, it's time for me to go, I always wonder what the inspiration is behind it. And, and a lot of the times that's exactly what they say is exactly what you said. It's just time to enjoy myself. And and so I always always wonder, you know, because, uh, you know, we all love what we do and we do it for a, a, a passion. And I just always like to get that perspective. And if I bored people with it or we did, I'm sorry. But it's I always love that perspective of what in life makes you say, okay, it's time. Yeah, we have um, – um... Our commitment is to not only our own creatures, but also to others in the area. And, and uh, the book, uh, all proceeds, 100% of it, go to go to various hands-on animal causes. Not big organizations, not that there's anything wrong with those, but uh, in our area we know of surgeries that need to get accomplished that people can't afford, and so quietly and anonymously we can help out with those. And uh, uh, if you've seen Storage Wars, you know that as analog guy as I am because of when I started, I've got a lot of printed guides that go way back. And a guide mm-hmm. of the, uh, let's say, of the Chicago Blackhawks from 1978 probably has no real value. But if you put all of them together from 1978 through all the Stanley Cup years up till you know the most recent year, maybe there's a Blackhawks fan that would want to, on some platform, uh, pay for that. And then I would ship them to them, and then that would be not only I would empty out the storage facility eventually, but I would also have some more cash to put toward um, the cause of trying to help some creatures. So that's what our interest is at this stage in our life. And as I said, I still get to watch the games, and I still get to occasionally do a video essay for NBC. So they issue me a team jersey, and I'm on the roster just in a different role. That's awesome. Uh, hey, real quick, and I we're running up against the clock here, but uh, you got the book out, How a Kid from Basketball Crazy Indiana Became America's NHL Voice. Uh, just, I, I guess, uh, if you want to give a, a two-minute Cliff's Notes version, I mean, th- the book itself uh, is out. People can get it. But how does a kid from Indiana that uh, everybody there is supposed to grow up with a basketball in their hand, playing on a dirt court against a, against a barn board uh, with, a, with a hoop, how does a kid like that go to getting into the a- NHL? Well, at that time, and I still encourage kids to do this because you you need to be heard, but if you really have talent, you're going to wind up being discovered if you promote yourself uh, politely, uh, but aggressively. Um, first of all, to get, to get some kind of recording of yourself, uh, if you aren't granted access to an arena, you buy a ticket like I did in Fort Wayne, and you go to an empty section, and you start practicing doing games, and there's still kids to this day that do that. I've run into them in various arenas, a lot of the minor league arenas, because so many of the NHL arenas, you know, before the pandemic were sold out. And so you get some tape of yourself, uh, and then you try to get opinions. And one of the things that I've done for about 15 years 
uh, has been to offer my one opinion for nothing for anyone that wants to submit their work. Usually it's sent in an email to me. Uh, and I write back and, first of all, encourage people to go after this and also to uh, to send me their work and keep trying and don't give up because there's a lot of rejection. And I'm very proud to say that of those things, and I had nothing to do with it, they had the talent and the work ethic to do it. There's a guy in Edmonton that does radio, one in, in Vegas that does radio, one in Washington that does radio, and they sent me their work a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's that's completely awesome, and, and great that you help younger broadcasters in that aspect. Uh, Doc, I, I, we could talk forever. Uh, unfortunately, we got to get going, but uh, the book is out. Again, it's called Off Mike, How a Kid from Basketball Crazy Indiana Became America's NHL Voice. People can get it, I would assume. You can just go online, Google it, and it'll pop up in, what, Amazon and such? Yes, I, anywhere books are sold, why, it is there. And uh, I appreciate everything that you've done to – to further the cause of sports and good athletics in your area and tell you, I said, hi, I've never met him, but I've seen him a lot. And I always, uh, I got to see major league a number of times during the pandemic. And I always watch it all the way to the end. And I keep thinking one of these times, um, Vukovic is going to get some wood on that last pitch that comes from Charlie Sheen, but I guess it doesn't happen that way. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, good stuff. Hey, Doc, appreciate it. Best of luck to you. Enjoy retirement and uh, anything you do down the road. You're always you have a door open. Come on back anytime. Okay. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. There you go, Mike. Doc Emmerich, uh, retired play-by-play uh, sportscaster for the NHL on NBC and a long, long, long time uh, voice of so much when it comes to the NHL and the fact that he collects all that stuff and has those collections. And he's right, Blackhawks fans they love that kind of stuff. Love that kind of stuff. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Going to hear a little bit of Aaron Rodgers next on the Bill Michaels Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Michael Show on the air. We are glad to have you. Aaron Rodgers explains why he was a little bit testy, maybe in a mood, if you will, last Wednesday. I will address, you know, last Wednesday. I think it was uh, it was one of the poorest set of questions that I've received all year. And I think I've been really good on those. And I try and be as thoughtful as possible and give them answers, you know, that, that answer the question and maybe give them some insight. But I thought, you know, some of the questions were just um, poor questions. So... Mm-hmm. And, look, I know they have a job to do, and I'm not saying it's easy. And when it started off, the way it started off with that question, beginning the, the press conference, it uh, it really didn't get much better at that point. <laughs> that was the first question? I didn't know that was the first question. I didn't question. Know. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't say it was everybody. I don't want to throw everybody under the bus. But uh, there were a few good questions in there. But 
I'm going to talk to them tomorrow, and I know they can they can do better than they did last week. You know that everything you say is going to cause a firestorm anyways. But look, I mean, I don't think they should be sensitive about it. It's Mark Danos. I've known Mark for years, and I've been on his radio show and, and worked with him for a long time. And I think Mark does a really good job. I have nothing against Mark at all. I just didn't think it was a great question. There you go. There you go. So, you know, that's what uh, that's what Aaron has to say. And he said it wasn't one of the best sessions that he's ever had. So, okay. I get it. We'll see. We'll see if today is better. Got a lot going on. Bill Michael show is going to continue. That, I promise you. Peter Bukowski, Locked on Packers podcast. He's going to join us next to the Bill Michael show. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.